Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Welcome to Tumble, the show where we explore stories of science discovery. Today, we're meeting a scientist who collected his poop every day for a year. (laughs) Did you just say collected his own poop? Why would anyone do that? You'll find out when you hear the incredible, hilarious, and very stinky story of what happens when science gets very, very personal. (laughs) I can't wait. We're going to start this episode with what should be a pretty obvious warning. We will be talking about poop a lot. I love poop science stories, and we know a lot of you do too. But if your stomach turns easily at the mention of bathroom stuff, it may not be for you. So now that that's out of the way, let's plunge ahead. Lawrence David was just getting his start as a biologist around 10 years ago, working in the lab of a somewhat nutty professor. One day, the professor came to Lawrence with an idea that would change his life forever. He walks up to my cubicle, peers over the top and looks down at me and just says, we should collect our poop every day for a year. imagining myself in that cubicle just looking up and being like no we should not (laughs) but i'm gonna guess lawrence said something different what was it he said yes of course but seriously why (laughs) (laughs) well this is maybe even crazier than the question but his answer was because of a movie he'd watched the night before (laughs) this just keeps getting better I had watched this movie by Jim Carrey called The Yes Man. The movie Yes Man is about a guy who suddenly decides to start saying yes to everything offered to him, and his life gets better. Lawrence's life had been in a bit of a rut, so even though the movie was silly, it inspired him. And so I figured, like, it looked like it worked in the movie, so I'm gonna go ahead and like start saying yes to everything that comes my way and like seeing what happens. And so I I had to say yes. And that's why you should be really careful about what movies you watch, especially because Yes Man is PG-13. I think the lesson is you should be careful about what you promise to do because of a movie. (laughs) I had no idea what I was signing up for. Okay, so he gets this crazy proposition and he agrees to do it. But I feel like you haven't explained why the professor wanted to do this in the first place? Good question. So back when Lawrence was about to start this year-long poop challenge, not much was known about the bacteria that lives inside of us. There are probably hundreds of different bacterial species living inside of us. It's almost like a little zoo. This is our microbiome, the community of tiny microscopic organisms that live in our bodies. And what we didn't really know is how that's put together, what affects them, you know, why are they there? The answers to these questions were hiding in almost plain sight. Those bacteria inside of us eventually come out of us. And it seemed like it was so simple. You know, you didn't have to really go that far. All we would have to do is uh, collect some poop. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's a no-brainer when you put it that way. But why did Lawrence have to collect his own poop? Is it because it was too gross to ask other people to do it? 
it's not actually the grossness factor. You know, lots of people are asked to collect their poop or stool samples by their doctors. It was because Lawrence and his professor thought it made a lot of sense to get personal experience before involving more people in their study. In order to be most flexible, I should just try it out. And that's how I would know what the best thing was to do. Oh, so it's like you want to ask people to try something, but you should probably try it first so you'll know how to explain it better. Exactly. And because other people are kind of squeamish about poop collection, they decided to keep the project a secret. We started calling it Project Omega Gold. And I have no idea where that came from, but it felt very James Bondish. The name's David. Lawrence David. Double O plop. Centrifuged, not stirred. <laughs> The first scene of Project Omega Gold was not as glamorous as a Bond film because there is no license to collect poop. (laughs) (laughs) All I knew is that we had to collect our own poo, but I, I didn't know how. So the first day, Lawrence is alone in his bathroom at home. What was he doing in there? I wonder. (laughs) I will spare you the play-by-play, but Lawrence has the material and a small vial in front of him that's ready for sample number one. Shouldn't it be sample number two? I, like, started to scoop out the poop. And, you know, I was like getting down there, I was bending down really close. And then I got my first like full like whiff of my own poop. Like I almost threw up. I was starting to retch all over. And my wife could hear me like, you know, going on in the next room. (laughs) I remember she told me that it serves me right um, for doing this to her in our house, in our apartment. (laughs) God, poor guy. Or his wife, I think. (laughs) Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, there are a lot of people we can sympathize with in this story. He made a choice. (laughs) But Lawrence had made his first important discovery about poop. Like when you use the bathroom, you think it smells bad, but actually toilets are an ingenious invention over the past like 500 years that they've been invented. Not only do toilets take the poop out of your house with minimal effort on your part, but the water in them traps a huge amount of smelly gases. But so when you catch your poo before it hits the water, which you have to do for this kind of research, all of those like gases are right there. And it is it is really gross. <laughs> so, um, I had no I, I definitely was not prepared for that in the beginning. So after that first day, Lawrence was surely like, uh, you know, I said yes, but maybe now it's no. Or did he seriously stick with this for 364 more days? A special agent never abandons his mission. The first week was the hardest week. I think that's where I was starting to have real doubt as to whether or not this was a good idea. But then after a while, you, you really get used to it. I love how his doubts are whether it was a good idea, not whether he should do it. So, so is Lawrence's life actually pretty normal beside daily collection time? No, it was not, because the study invaded 
every aspect of his life. You know, it's funny, actually, it turns out that collecting your poop every day is pretty inconvenient. But that wasn't actually the worst part. Wait, there's a worse part than that? The worst part was that we would also try and collect all kinds of measurements of how we were living our lives so that we would know what was important for the bacteria that we ultimately measured in our poop. In other words, the poop itself wasn't enough to study. To find out what affected the bacteria inside of him, Lawrence had to keep track of everything he ate, everywhere he went, and a bunch of other things. It ended up being something like 300 measurements a day of how I was living my life were getting collected. Whoa, like 300 data points per day? It must have taken a ton of time. The measurements were a daily hassle, but perhaps the biggest and most awkward part of the study was collecting poop when he wasn't at home. I remember one time we went camping, but fortunately it was snowing. And so it was really easy to collect them and then put these in the snow. And I remember having to explain it to the people who I was camping with, like, why am I like collecting these poops and leaving it in the snow? So, like, hey, Lawrence, are these some kind of sciencey frozen chocolates outside your tent? That's when he had to reveal his true identity to his friends. But the real special ops training came when Lawrence planned to take a long trip to Asia. Collecting your own poop and then carrying it on an airplane or mailing it, it turns out gets complicated. Before Lawrence took off on his trip, he went down to the mail center at his university in order to get some training on how to ship poop from some amused employees. And they all thought it was so hilarious because they had never really done anything like this. And we had all kinds of little experiments about how we might package poop and mail it. So, okay, so we did trial number one with bubble wrap. That not so good. It's kind of like an egg drop. (laughs) At the end of all of these experiments, they had a pretty solid method. So when Lawrence was ready to come back from his trip, he went to a shipping center and got sticker shock. It cost, I think, about $1,200 to ship about like two pounds of poop. And it was really expensive, basically. That is insane. You could just buy a second plane ticket for that, and then the poop would get much better views on its way home. (laughs) I know. So the next time, Lawrence did decide to carry the poop on his person. And then I remember writing a letter to a government agency and getting a notice saying that it was okay for me to travel with my own poo internationally and that I had this piece of paper to you know promise them that that it wasn't a threat to our nation's security. So he did finally get a license to collect poo. He did. He's an international man of poo. I'm really sorry about that one, but I couldn't help it. So so did Lawrence make it 365 days of Project Omega Gold? He didn't miss a single day. And despite the dirty duty, he really enjoyed it. In the moment, I loved it. And in many ways, I still do now. I, I think it's just like so much fun to work on. The discoveries Lawrence made from Project Omega Gold led him to what he studies today. One of the things that 
I learned was actually it, it, it kind of does matter what you eat. What does he mean by that? It turns out what we eat has a big effect on our microbiome, that little zoo of bacteria inside of us. It can change day to day to help us break down different kinds of foods. Wow. But here's another super fascinating thing. At the same time it changes, your bacteria stays the same. For example, remember how Lawrence went to Asia? How could anyone forget the $1,200 price tag for two pounds of poop? (laughs) He thought that two months of eating a totally different diet would have a big effect on his bacteria. It changed those bacterial communities, but then when I came back to America, the bacteria I had inside of me hadn't really changed that much, and they kind of went back to normal, which was really surprising to me. So our bacteria can adjust to foods, but there's also just like a normal? Yes. And for some reason, those bacteria, the ones that live inside of us, they're different between each of us, but they somehow stick within each of us. And that's what Lawrence is studying today, how those normal bacteria affect our health. Everyone has different bacteria inside of them. And does that mean that people should eat different kinds of food to help their bacteria the most? That's what we're trying to figure out and understand. There's more and more scientific evidence that the microbiome is the key to all sorts of health issues. And it all started with Project Omega Gold, for Lawrence at least. Yeah, and as much as Project Omega Gold made his year a whole lot smellier, Lawrence loved that it made science a part of his daily life. It just taught me that science is fun and that science could be part of your life. It doesn't have to be the kind of thing that's only done by people in white coats. So what part of your daily life would you choose to study every day for a year? Maybe how you brush your teeth? How many times you say a certain word? How many times you pet your dog? Lawrence recommends keeping a journal or using an app to track what you do and how it changes over time. You don't have to go for an entire year, maybe just try a week or a month to start. At the end of the project, see if you can see any patterns of why things changed or didn't change, and what questions you can ask about it next. Thanks to Dr. Lawrence David, Assistant Professor at the Center for Genomic and Computational Biology at the Duke University School of Medicine. Sarah Lentz is our Head of Partnerships and designed the episode art. I'm Lindsay Patterson, and I wrote and produced this episode. I'm Marshall Escamilla, and I make all the music for this podcast. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more stories of science discovery.